This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Nigel Seedy alongside Sean Calvert, the senior handicapper for Betting Weekly because we win. Uh, looking ahead now to the Cincinnati tournament, it's the second round matches we're talking about for tomorrow. Uh, Sean, uh, how you doing? We had a uh, yesterday. I watched that match we gave. We had one bet yesterday. We got two more bets uh, later on this evening. But Safflin, oh, Ugh. oh, this is what annoys me. You know, he was a set. And, he was a set. There's a lot of things that annoy me, as you know. He was a set and a breakup, wasn't he? Set and three to up with a break against Jerry, and that and he achieved that when he was serving at about forty something percent. He didn't get over fifty percent for the match, so he was he was barely getting a first serving. He was a set and a break up. Against against Jerry, who looked like he was breathing extremely heavily, and it was very very humid. Uh, he had one of those um, tape things on his nose, didn't he? That you that are supposed to aid your breathing. I don't know what like a strip. I don't know what they're called, but he had one of them on. And yeah, from a, from a set and three two. I think how many more games did he win in the match? I think it was three. I think he mm. won three four further games in the match. This is this is a typical thing with tennis players, isn't it? Uh, they they get into a winning position by playing decent stuff apart from the service percentage and then they 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 forget what's got them there the the nerves kick in they start trying to be safe and trying to play sort of not to lose and he just he just racked up the errors didn't he everything it was error after error after error and couldn't make a first serve and it's annoying he was 1.07 in play I, 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 wanted, I didn't want to look what price he hit in play. He was 1.07. Oh, Sean, that's not the kind of thing I want to hear. I um, I bet him singly, obviously, and I bet him in a double with or a parlay with uh, Kalanina, the women. She was even money. And uh, she won very easy in straight sets. And uh, honestly, it was just... I've had a really bad day. I had a, I, I bet a dog, a uh, greyhound. I got given a greyhound two days ago. It was plus yeah. 250. And the dog went off at minus 125. And it was beaten on the line this morning i thought i mean i haven't got much sympathy with you on the dogs well i i i I know i'm i know a few people in the greyhound world and so we we had a bet on the dogs that's how i like i bet a horse yesterday that got beat on the line and this morning listen to this i bet under two and a half in the women's semi-final of the sweden match against spain nil nil 80 minutes over two and a half cashed uh 80th minute goal i think that's that's over but well, there was three goals in it, was it in the last three 10 minutes? Three goals in the last 10 okay. minutes. That is unlucky. That I've is... got some sympathy for you there. I'm not sure about the dogs, but the dog, yeah. the dog missed the break and got beat by a head. It was four lengths, it was four lengths behind in the break, but you got the value, and uh, that's all we do. Anyway, you go through these kind of stages where you where you you can't stop betting winners, and sometimes you go through and everything goes against you. And that's suffering yesterday where I just felt like all the gambling gods were looking down on me and, and saying that this guy's not going to win for you, Nigel. And that's how I felt. It was after the day I had. So I feel like that was the right bet. Oh, 100% I think as long right as you're bet. making the right bets, you know, sooner or later that, you know, the winning streak comes and then, but you're right. It does seem, tend to come in batches, doesn't it? You, like for three or four days or a week, you, you feel like you can't do anything wrong. Everything's easy. Everything's flying in. And then all of a sudden stuff turns the other way and it all kind of comes at once. So yeah, it does do that. 
I mean, it does do that. It's doing that for me at the moment. So <laughs> hence why I might keep, not be keep in Keep your it. look to yourself. I, just, I don't want it. Well, well listen, we, we, we got two bets today on the first round. Obviously, we were recording this on uh, Tuesday. We have two bets today on Tuesday uh, for the first round matches. Obviously, the rain affected the play yesterday in Cincinnati. Our good friend Dylan, uh, who who told us about the weather conditions, we sort of we 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 said, "Oh, we're not quite sure," but he was right. And he's um, well, I he's said it was cooler. He said it was going to be. He said it was going to be cool. I mean, it, it depends what you call cool. I, I don't call sort of twenty eight, twenty nine cool, but he's right. Yeah, it's, it's normally thirty five, thirty six, and as I said, it's it wasn't. It's never going to be that hot this week. So yes, it is cooler, but the humidity, uh, it just it and the fact that it is damp, it just makes it makes conditions slower. I think he was meant in cool, as in like cool. Down, that like, yeah, no, that's why we never got it because we're not down oh, with yeah. the kids. Sure. Shouldn't get that. Anyway. So before we go on to the outright markets and look on uh, the second round matches for Wednesday, the conditions you just mentioned there, obviously it's a lot slower. Mm. I saw some of the results yesterday, especially on the women's tour. You know, there was a lot of more clay court players getting wins that you wouldn't have expected on this condition. So are we in for that? Is that going to be a change of the conditions as we go on, or or do we expect that to uh, to revert back to how we traditionally expect this to be in Cincinnati? Well, it's this new green set surface, isn't it, mm. as well this year? So we're not sure how that's going to play out. But yes, it started out slow. Ninety-one percent humidity on Monday, falling to seventy percent today, and fifty percent on Wednesday. So it should get quicker. It's going to get warmer. Um, the weather, as I said, been rainy. It's going to get uh, a lot warmer by the end of the week. So it should get quicker. It's like Toronto last week. Um, Toronto's centre court was clocked at 41.2 CPI on finals day, which is quick. But that started slow as well, if you remember, didn't it? It's all to do with the, the sunshine. If there's no sun, you know, it's and it's high humidity, makes the balls uh, fluff up a bit, makes them a bit slow. Everything's just a little bit slower. So it's, it all depends on the weather. If it gets warmer, I, I think, as Dylan said, it's not going to be usual Cincy warmth, but what I saw yesterday didn't look particularly quick. That Saffling Jerry match, it didn't it didn't look fast, it didn't look slow, it looks kind of sort of mediumish to me, but I would expect it to get quicker um as as the week goes on as as that weather front kind of moves away and you get a little bit of sunshine. Let's look at the outright markets. Now these outright markets might be out of date when this drops live. We're recording this now at one forty six uh UK time and the action starts across in Cincinnati in about three hours' time. So you may be able to have a look at the outright market, but let's have a look at it. Carlos Alcaraz is the favourite here at plus 140. Now, obviously, he was a, a little bit bigger than that before the tournament started. We're going to talk about his match in a minute. Uh, mm. Novak Djokovic is also now joint favourite. Djokovic was the favourite. Alcaraz was the second favourite. Now they've become joint favourites, and they they both actually lowered in price, uh, amazingly. Medvedev is 520. Yannick Sinner, obviously, was, who won last week, is out to $11. He was $7, gone out to $11. Holgerun, 20. Sitsapas, 30. Kasparu, 33. Um, how do you... How do you oh, actually, I'm not... That's that's not the right prices. Look at that. I'm looking at the wrong draw. I apologise. I'm looking at the web... I'm looking at the Bet Rivers website, and I'm looking... At the US Open, so I apologise for that. Let's have a look at Cincinnati. They're probably quite similar prices, I should <laughs> think. <laughs> anyway, Novak Djokovic is plus one eighty. He's still favourite. He's gone out. He's gone up a little bit. Carlos Alcaraz is two twenty. Medvedev is six dollars. Yannick Sinner is ten. Stefanos Tsitsipas is fifteen. Orja Elliott Sim 
you said, the lean, you might expect him to do a lot better against Berrettini. He's 20. And our pick, TFO, was 50 to 1, now 30 to 1. I was actually looking at it thinking, why is TFO not moved? He was 50 to 1 to start. He's big Greek spore. He's gone through and he's still 50 to 1. I was thinking, I don't understand it. But I apologize. I was reading the uh, the US Open uh, futures rather than the Cincinnati futures. Half the odds won two. Djokovic still market favorite. Alcaraz, 220. Um, with these conditions, what you've seen so far, is there any preference to Team Djokovic or Team Alcaraz? I'm on Team neither. I mean, you know, Djokovic hasn't played for a while. Didn't look that convincing at Wimbledon. Obviously, didn't win it either. Um, he has. He has. A, he's got a good, de- a good recent record in Cincy, but overall his career, it's not. It's not fabulous. I just think at this stage of his career, Djokovic is more interested in the majors, and I think he'll just see this. He'll obviously want to go as far as he can, but I don't think he's going to bust a gut to, to be winning this particular tournament. I think he's just coming here, probably wants to get three or four matches under his belt, so he's he's primed up and ready and not too, you know, not too tired for for New York. Alcaraz slightly different, I think. You know, he's obviously disappointed in his his performance last week in Canada. Um, I would expect uh, an improvement from him this week, but I, I wouldn't be again. I wouldn't be backing him. Same as last week. My feelings not really changed. Uh, since last week, I, I'm not I'm not sold on Alcaraz winning this tournament. He might do, but you know these prices are it's just it's just too short for me. Being you know as close as it is to a major, Djokovic first time in America since the COVID, and uh, you saw the reaction yeah. on the on on the outside practicing packed, absolutely packed, watching him. Um, may have a point to prove, possibly. Back yeah. in America, I mean, he's thinking, won, you know, sorry, mate, he's won 14 of his last 15 matches at this tournament, having really struggled at it before that but yeah you're right that's an, that's something i hadn't considered actually he might he might feel like he has a point to prove um i don't think if you're novak Djokovic, have you got much to prove anymore i don't know not so sure um possibly yeah he might be thinking well you know alcaraz did me at wimbledon um i want to you know show who is the number one at the minute he might be thinking like that might, i mean at his age i would think he's not going to be desperate to win this tournament. He'll be desperate to win the US Open, but I'm not sure he'll be desperate to win this. That's the outright market. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Hopefully, they'll still be up when this uh, market goes live. Obviously, there's going to be some play. There's a women's tournament as well here as well. So you can check out the the uh, the odds on there. I've gone for a couple of picks on the women's market. I've gone for Belinda Bencic. She has got a slight worry about her ankle, but she's 50 to 1 in a quite easy second section. In the bottom half of the draw, I've gone for Madison Keys. So uh, if you want to check out the Bet Rivers website there and you haven't placed a wager on those, you can do now. Let's have a look at the matches. Second round is starting tomorrow. What's the weather conditions going to be like tomorrow? You say it's going to be a little bit warmer, a little bit hotter, it's a little bit better for what everyone, and hopefully we get a full day's action. For Wednesday? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Wednesday, I think Sunday is going to be the only day that it goes over 30 degrees. I think like 31, 32 on Sunday. I think Wednesday to to Saturday, it's going to be kind of, it's going to get progressively warmer, but only it's going to go up from sort of 25, 26, 28, up to about sort of 29. So not not blindingly hot, but um, yeah, the weather's definitely going to get better. So as I say, conditions I would expect to be a bit quicker. As the week goes on, they should get quicker. So the first game we're going to talk about is Carlos Alcaraz, the number one seed. The uh, world number one, looking to, if he gets to the final here, he's guaranteed the number one seed at uh, Flushing Meadow in two weeks' time. I'll be flying out in two weeks' time. Looking forward to that. If any of you are out there in America, in New York, at the tennis, uh, hit myself or Sean up, have a, grab a beer and maybe uh, 
have a little bit of uh, watch a bit of tennis action together as well. So Carlos Alcaraz is the favourite here. He's up against Jordan Thompson, a proven player, uh, someone who's come through qualifying here pretty well. Big server, um, does well on grass, obviously. But Carlos Alcaraz is an overwhelmingly heavy favourite, minus 1,115. Uh, Jordan Thompson is plus 700. You've got to put $1,115 to win $100. The spread here is five and a half. Alcaraz minus five and a half at minus 104. Jordan Thompson, the Aussie, uh, getting the five and a half is minus 122. And the total here, now I think this is, is very low. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what Sean's going to pick. I've got no idea. But 19 and a half here in the total, when you consider that Alcaraz isn't playing well, he, he his total come over against over 19 and a half against Tommy Paul in the quarterfinals of Toronto. It come over against uh, Hercash. It come over against Shelton. come over against Corwich. It also come over against Goffin. And Djokovic. So his last six matches have gone over here. 19 and a half does seem low to me when you consider Thompson's beat Isner, Hussler, and Muller to reach his stage so far. You know what I've got written down here? Under. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just says lean over 19 and a half games. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't like taking Alcaraz on with somebody like Thompson generally, but. In this sort of situation, it's his first match. The conditions are very different, as I said, between Toronto and and Cincinnati. And it's you know it's a new surface for everybody. It's not new for Thompson because you say he's played several matches on it already. Um, he has beaten a couple of top five ranked opponents in his career. Jordan Thompson, he's two five win loss. Beat Andy Murray, uh, Queens Club. I think if I remember rightly, Andy Murray was number one in the world at that point. Um, he also beat Sitsipas at Indian Wells when I was there um, earlier on this season. I mean, Sitsipas was injured then, to be fair, but. You know, it's not it's not a bad record. He gave Djokovic a decent match at Wimbledon. Um, a lot of people will probably remember that match. The night match, I think, I think it's a schedule for later on tonight, actually, this one. I think it will favour um Alcaraz. Obviously, the night match, the slower conditions. Um, you would have thought that would would favour him. That's what kind of puts me off betting it, really. Um he started pretty well in Cincinnati last year. Um, Alcaraz beat Mackenzie McDonald in straight sets in his first match, ended up making the quarterfinals. I think I think we will see an improvement from Alcaraz. I think he probably he, he should realise that last week wasn't really good enough. So I would expect an improvement. I would perhaps expect him to hit the ground running. But as you say, that over total games line is is pretty short considering it's a first match in in very new conditions. That that would be that would be my lean as well. The over over games nineteen and a half. Yeah, yeah, it does seem very low to me. Uh, Alcaraz is not winning matches at the moment by the same levels that we saw. Earlier on in the season, he may be a little bit tired. He, there might be something about him, but uh, I think 19 and a half there is, is a definite overplay. Let's move on to the next match. And uh, you mentioned it on the podcast on Sunday. Felix Auger-Aliassi, you know, after his disappointment last week, he thought that he might bounce back, and he did. He bounced back in some great style. A much-needed win for the Canadian over Berrettini. Where does that put Berrettini? Where do, do, what do we look into that result? But anyway... Um, Auger Lassine is up against the Frenchman. Um, we've got Adrian Manorino, and this match is tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Auger Lassine uh, was a minus two dollar favorite, but there has been money for Manorino. Uh, Auger Lassine now is minus 167. Manorino is plus 135 from an original opening line of plus 155. The spread here is two and a half, the total is 22 and a half. Manorino. Obviously um, disappointed us because he beat our pick, which are Gasquet, in the first round. And he ended a, a losing run himself where he lost the second round at Wimbledon and the first round in Toronto against Tara Daniel. Um, Felix auger seem 
where does he go from here? You know, he does he is that Berrettini wing thinks himself that listen, I'm a, I'm back, I'm 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 going playing well again. I should beat Manorino. Or does he think to himself, you know, I've never been in this position for a few weeks. I've got one win, but the market at the moment is going for the Frenchman here at plus uh, one fifty five into plus one thirty five. I think you're a brave man if you're betting on this match. I mean, I, I did say, um, didn't I, that I was tempted by the two point seven five plus one seventy five. I think it was a bit rivers. Um, that Felix would beat Berrettini. Obviously, didn't bet it, so obviously it won. Um, it was just a feel, though. There was no, there was no real basis for me, other than Felix can't continue to be this bad, that would have led me to to bet that match. But I did say Berrettini is very, very short um, in price. Not like he's been doing, you know, he's not played that much this season himself. So it's very difficult for me to see how he could be in that short. Felix was hundred to one. Um, with better was outright at the start of this tournament. He's now down to twenty. Um, to win it, and you know that wouldn't surprise me because we've seen that a lot lately, haven't we? Dan Evans, um, coming from absolutely nowhere L- last week. Davidovich Vakina came from absolutely nowhere to make the semi-finals. You know, both come in with absolutely rotten form. Similar situation to how Felix has come into this one. Um, I think this match is difficult. I mean, if we look at uh, Felix's record against left-handers. It's pretty decent, actually. It's 59. It's the same as his, le- his, his right-hander's record, actually, more or less. 59% win rate at main level. Uh, it's 60% against right-handers, so more or less exactly the same. Felix, you know, he'll be fresh. He's only played 27 matches this season. Manorino's played almost double at 50. So from that point of view, you would think this stage of the season, yeah, Felix would obviously be champion at the bit, I would have thought, to be playing matches before the US Open and just to prove to everybody you know, that he's still a decent player. His record in Cincy is good. Seven and four, win-loss. Manorino, not so good. Six and seven, win-loss. Um, I was expecting Gasquet to, to, to well, to beat Manorino. I, I fancied Gasquet at the prices, um, but it didn't happen. Didn't have a great day, Gasquet. The other thing with Manorino to, to bear in mind, he's got points to defend next week in Winston-Salem, where he's defending champion. So he might have one eye on that. That's that's possibility. I looked at Felix's record, actually, when he's been sort of roughly this price range. Um, uh, main level, win-loss, uh, in decimal in, in the price range between 1.41 and 1.59. That's minus 244 and minus 169 um, in American. He's got a 67% win rate. And if you assume that an average price of all those matches, it's, it's basically break-even. Um, 33 wins, 16 losses. And if you backed him in each one, you'd, you'd be pretty much have your money back. So... I think I think this is a difficult one to have any real opinion on because we don't know if Felix is just going to revert back to his previous, frankly, awful form after one good match. That's possible. Or the other side of the coin is he could he could just use this as a springboard and go on and make the final like like Evans did and Davidovich Fakina nearly did. But I, I don't think I can have an opinion on it because you know it could go either way. This one I think it's difficult. This this is the only one I haven't got really much of an opinion on to be honest. Very difficult match, but the Bet Rivers betting public have decided they want to be with Adrian Manorino, and he's gone from plus 155 to plus 135. Do you agree with them? Is it a public play, or do you want to get with Felix? Do you think that win he had yesterday against Berrettini galvanizes him and he comes on with a run here? Remember, if you have a bet on these matches, you can watch it live on your uh, tablet or your laptop by streaming the match on the Bet Rivers website. So you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. In the car, on the way to work, on your lunch break, whichever you want to do, you can watch the match then. It's a late match, this one. It's, uh, what did I say the time was? The time is on this match is 7 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, home 
have your dinner, sit back, watch the match. Manorino, Felix Auditorium. But for us, it's a fade. We're not going to get involved in the match. Next game we're going to talk about, next match we're going to talk about, Yannick Sinner. Just won his first ATP Tour 1000 event. A player that we've spoken about numerous times over the years. I'm a huge, huge fan, Sinner, Sinner fan. I think he's the only player I believe has got the capability to to go with with Alcaraz over the next few years. I think he needs to. We all know he needs to beef up, but the confidence he must take from winning last week in Toronto, but also he's going to be exhausted from that as well. He's playing Zuzan Leovic, uh, who wants it slow, wants it very slow. No surprise yesterday he won in slow conditions, but Sinner here is a heavy favourite, minus nine ten. Leovic six dollars. The spread here is five and a half. Sinner giving up five and a half is plus 102. Leovic is plus, uh, sorry, minus 130, uh, five and a half. The total here is 19 and a half again, potentially another over. Uh, that's minus 127. Never met before. Um, Leovic has done well, though. He's come through two qualifying matches here, beating decent players, and he beat a good opponent in Serendula in the first round here. The conditions were his to his liking, though, yesterday. Obviously wet. It's going to be a little bit warmer today, a little, little tomorrow, a little bit quicker. This match is tomorrow, not this evening. Um, but Sinner, minus 9-10, given that he's going to be on a high after winning the the 1,000 last week. Where do you make Sinner now? I mean, his form at the moment is pretty good. His semi-final at Wimbledon, winner in Toronto. He's got to take the next level now, though, hasn't he? Yeah, it's kind of annoying, isn't it? We backed him to win Indian Wells and Miami. Masters 1,000 hard courts, and he ended up winning... The next one, the the one after, which admittedly was three or four months after, but you know that's that's how it goes. We couldn't keep backing him, could we? Um, I think this is a difficult one for for Yannick Sinner. I think it's a, I think you know it could it could this could be the making of him really. This this Masters um, Masters win, you know, it's not many people, very very few players win a major without having previously won a Masters series. I think Del Potro did it, and I think Chilic did it, but I can't think of anybody off the top of my head else that's done it you tend to have to win a masters first normally that's kind of how it is unless this could be the route for him i mean what what concerned me against Djokovic at wimbledon was how many chances he had and how poor he was in the big points that's not tennis that's mental that's not a lack of ability or or shot choice or anything like that it's just doesn't have the mental or hasn't yet had that mental strength in those big moments in, against the big players on the on the biggest of stages maybe this masters title would be the springboard for him to go on and achieve that um who knows but i think this is a very very quick turnaround this Lajevic match if we look at what he did when he won his previous biggest title which was at washington dc the 500 he then went to canada three days later and lost in straight sets to james duckworth so now he's got exactly the same time frame three days from winning what's now his biggest title to play in an opponent you would expect him to to beat like duckworth in in Lajevic. but as you said Lajevic played very well to beat serendolo he has not dropped a set yet and he's played uh, Jason Kubler and Rinki Hijikata, two more than competent hardcore players. You know, Ilyevich is a frustrating one, isn't he? We backed him in Kitzbühel, and he had he had a stinker of a of a schedule. He was put out put out on one of the outside courts at about half past nine at night in the rain, and he didn't fancy it. Um, but you're right; I think the slower conditions probably have helped him through qualities and through the first round. But I still think this is a big ask for Sinner to come here and, and win it easily. Or win it at all, really. You know, Lajevic is the one that's, that's in tune with the conditions. Sinner's obviously not played in this tournament on this surface, coming straight from Canada. I'm, I'm tempted to back Lajevic here at six to one with Bet Rivers. I think that's that's the, the one of the bets that would interest me. I think that's if you are having a big prize punt, um, I think that's probably the one. Or over nine and a half games in set one, which is actually plus money 
um, 2.1 plus 110, that is, um, to ask him to come here, totally different conditions, and win the first set, 6-love, six 6-1, one, six 2 or 6-3, against a guy that he's never played before, um, and who's who's match, much match sharper in those those particular conditions. I think that's difficult. Or you could look at it either way and say, oh, Sin is on a high now. He's just going to breeze through. I, I'm not so sure. He's let us down so many times with his conditioning, his fitness, injuries, all that stuff. Um, I would be worried about this turnaround for Sinner. Um, as I say, I'm tempted with Lajevic in, in some way or another. Lajevic, uh, a big call from Sean Cavadera. $6 to upset the odds. Um, when, you, when when you look at players, I know, I know people have watched your show and you look at your strategies and look at stuff that we do here on the on game bet match, you do like to fade people who've had a big week the week before, don't you? And I mean, it was pretty evident in the first round matches you've had here. Mm. Yannick Sinner up against Lajevic here, it would probably be your priced up exactly the same if it was the, the week before. The fact that he's yeah. he's won the tournament, it must pay part of your strategic thinking that, that yeah. they're a fade. Yeah, I think so. I think I, you could you could look at it the other totally the opposite way and say you know he's buzzing, you know he's gonna he's gonna yes he is probably depending on what the celebrations were like. He doesn't he doesn't strike me as a much of a party guy. No. I might I might have that totally wrong. I don't know him personally, um, but you know he's just won a Masters one thousand after numerous near misses. He must have been he's got to have been celebrating in some way shape or form, even if he wasn't. His his it, it depends on the player. I think if you're looking at Sinner in particular, who's consistently over the years let us down himself down in a manner of speaking with the injuries that have just cropped up over and over and over again once he's played a lot of tennis. If it was someone more robust, you know, maybe I'd be thinking, well, yeah, he, he can carry on. But the, you know, you, there's that, and the, the the conditions are very different from here. You know, 238 meters of altitude here. It's a different surface, different weather, all the rest of it. Um, I think if you're back in Sinner at a short price in this match, it's it's a hell of a gamble considering what he did last time he won a big title three days later. We definitely think he's more saint than Sinner, don't we? That's why I think the uh, the parties won't be as, <laughs> as, as crazy as they would be. You never well, know. You still, it's always the quiet ones you've got to watch, isn't it? You and I've been out of you in the Reaper Barn. I know that for definite. So they, <laughs> so, they, so they, we, we know that for sure. I was very well behaved. I know you were. Still sweet uh, Caroline Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's good. The, the, I like the way that people are tweeting this week, Caroline, to you and giving you stuff on there. Have, have you noticed on the Instagram account? The, the every time you have a still chat, give me grief sweet, about that. Sweet Caroline, on behind you. Yes, yes, it's uh, it's your theme tune now. It's your, your walk on music at the French Open. So if you come up to Shawnee, you come to Manhattan, or you go to Flushing Meadow, you got to come up to him and play a bit of free Sweet Caroline. He'll, he'll, he'll if anyone comes up to me and starts singing it, they're they're in big trouble. That's all I can say. Oh, you got to you got to. Gotta relax, man. You gotta relax. Anyway, let's right. uh, let's move on to the final match, and this is probably the most intriguing match of the whole day. Actually, this is tomorrow. We only know four matches as we stand now while we're recording this, and it's Stefanos Tsitsipas uh, minus three sixty, a recent winner in Mexico up against Ben Shelton, who's finally won a tennis match uh, against Christopher Eubanks. Christopher Eubanks, after Wimbledon, is completely on a downward spiral on Ben Shelton after a shaky start, capitalised and got the win done there. Uh, seven or six is minus 360. Ben Shelton is plus 275 in this one. Um, before we give you some of the props to the match, give us your thoughts on this match, Sean. Um, I think Shelton's starting to get back to better form now. He showed, you know, he played up pretty well against Alcaraz in a narrowish loss there, but started to look a bit better. Now he's beating Eubanks again. Um, that one match obviously in these 
new conditions will certainly help. Shelton just looks like he's getting a bit over over that sort of poor spell of form that he's had. Um, but there's so many stats in this match that that sort of scream out overs or tie breaks to me. I mean, I can list them all. It might take me about 10 minutes, but I've got quite a few stats there. Do you want me to go through them? Yeah, of course. All right. So Sitsipas has played a tie break in eight of his 14 completed matches in Cincinnati. It would have been one more, but Riley Pelka retired when he was serving at 5-6 in one of the matches. I remember it clearly because I had, I had tiebreak in the first set and it was five, six, the Pelka was about to serve and he, 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 he called it a day. So that's, that was a little Another bit of loss that stays in the Calvert memory bank. I remember it distinctly. I remember he, he just sort of started limping and I just thought, oh God, here we go. And he just, we just called it a day at five, six. It was obviously going to hold for six all, but you know, there we are. Um, so eight out of 14 completed matches, he's played a tiebreak. That's um, 57%. Which, if you go in just on maths, um, tie break played should be 1.75 minus 133. We're getting 1.89 with Bet Rivers, which is minus 112. So, just on that little stat, obviously value. But sits a pass against left handers on all surfaces. Nine of his last 12 have featured a tie break. So, 75%. That includes clay. Um, sits a pass in, in 2023 away from clay, holds 91% of the time, only breaks. 16.8% of the time, wins only 33% of return points, which is just 2% more than Shelton wins. And in his last 10 matches against left-handers, he's only broken serve 15% of the time. Now, Sitsipas, um, in best of three set matches away from Clay in his career, has not got a great record, 6-10 win-loss. But importantly, 11 of the 15 of those completed matches have featured a tie-break. So... There's a lot of evidence here to suggest that over games and a tie break is, are the markets that you want to be really looking at here. Um, Sits about again last week. You know, we, we were lucky last week with him, weren't we? We had over, did we have over 22 and a half against Monfils, I think, last week, didn't we? Monfils won it in straight sets. Um, so again, it was the right, the right play, I think, to, to try and oppose Sits about in, in one way or another in that match. This isn't really about opposing him as, as such as that to take advantage of the fact that he doesn't break serve very often. So I've taken tie break played here at um, 1.89. As I say, minus 112, that is with Bet Rivers. It's actually moved now. It's over a, a tie break in the match is minus 122. Uh, tie break in the first set is plus 215. Look at total games here. It's 22 and a half, which is over at minus 125. So the game's angle is definitely the way to approach it in the Sitsabas v Ben Shelter match, which we don't know the order of play yet. It'll be tomorrow, and you'll see that available on the Bet Rivers website when we do know. So there's two matches later on this evening. Carlos Alcaraz against Jordan Thompson. I did say earlier that it was tomorrow. It's actually tonight. And Adrian Menorino against Felix Orzier-Lassim. And the two matches tomorrow, Yannick Sinner against Leovic and Ben Shelton against Sitsipas. We also have two other plays that uh, we, done, we, we haven't played yet from the podcast on Sunday, which uh, later today. Uh, so, Sean, just give us our official pick. Just the one official pick for us today. Yeah, just the one, the tiebreak played in the Sitsipas match, yeah. And the tiebreak played, and that has actually moved a little bit now. So uh, head to the Betrivers website. It's currently minus, wherever you want to find it, through now, minus 122. So a tiebreak minus 122. What's that in decimal? Uh, around about 1.8. Okay, yeah, okay. Still between five to between 1.2 and 1.8. So, so uh, five to six and four to five. Okay. 
So that is the latest edition here, Tuesday's matches at Cincinnati. We're previewing the late games on Tuesday and the early games on Wednesday. Um, just a couple of things here. We, we want you to ask you some questions. So if anyone has any questions for myself or Sean, any strategy on betting, anything you think you want to hear us to, to talk, this is a part of the show we open up to you. Um, you can follow us on our YouTube channel, which is the Betting Weekly Studios. There's a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of new subscribers but if you're new to tennis betting and you want to know more and you want to know a little bit more about strategies, you want to know anything about tennis or or ways that we talk about there, myself and Sean were speaking there about players who come from the week before and, you know, they're on a high and they come on a low, come straight back. You know, they might celebrate little strategies that we've used over the years. Now, the first question we have, Sean, is uh, from one of our subscribers. It's John from Alabama, believe it or not, Alabama. He's, he, he says that you mentioned quite a bit about service points one and return points one. And you, um, you you give it a rating. Um, can you just explain the theory you use on that? Yeah, I mean, in tennis, but in stats are, are really your friend. You've got so many stats to choose from. And I think this, the skill is kind of applying them or trying to apply them to the to the right situation. Um, you know, stats that can be sometimes misleading. So you, you do have to be kind of careful with, with the numbers that you're picking up. But what I've just done there... Um, let me think of a match where I just actually talked about the service points, one return points, one tails. I mean, let's have a look. I mean, this sits a pass one, for example. Um, if if you're winning thir- just over sort of 30, 30, 31, 30, 30% of return points, that's that's pretty low. Um, and it suggests that you're struggling to break serve. That that then transposes into the next stat, which is how often you break serve. As I said, he's only broken 15% of the time against, against uh, left-handers, which isn't great the, the service points one of a 10 points one tell you it, if it's if it's generally speaking it's very woolly but if it's if it's kind of a, if it's less than 100 obviously that isn't that isn't a great level but it depends on who's playing you know if if a top guy like Sitsipas earlier in the season his his total was something like 100 101 102 at some point which is not really befitting of a of a top five player you would expect them to be at least 105, 106, up to sort of 108, 110, depending on the situation. Um, if you can get a hold of those stats, I, I get them from this particular tennis program that I use that I've, I've talked about before. It's, it's all on there and it's it's straightforward. You can, you can take them off and it can help you in, in, a, in a 50-50 match as well. If you, if you, you can just do it straight. If, if, if you look at the, the totals of one guy against another guy on that particular surface, if, if one's got higher total than the other and he's a dog, then that immediately makes you think, well, okay, that, that's worth further investigation. And it, it can help you out, but there's, there's tons of other stats as well. I mean, even the ATP site's got loads of stats um, on there in terms of service um, strengths and, and weaknesses, strengths and weaknesses on big points. Tennis is great a great sport for, for stats. It's obviously one-on-one. It's, 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 it's a lot easier to figure out stats than it is in, say, football, for example. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I do it. it. But you do have to apply it to the to the right situation that's kind of where the bit of experience comes in yep experience is everything and there's 30 years of experience between from myself and Sean here on tennis betting I'm old school I just look at the price I think it's the wrong price I have a rough idea what I think the price should be and bet the price um, so do I but I, 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 the only difference between what you do and what I do then is I, I would look at the price exactly the same and think immediately think that can't be right or yeah, that's that's dodgy. So I would then go and then I would then delve into the stats to then see if that backs up my theory. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I've thought, oh, that's a great that that, that price can't be right. And then I've looked mm. into the stats and thought, mm, actually, yeah, probably is right. 
So that's where the stats can help you as well. So there you have it. If you've got any other questions like that, any trading strategies, anything you want to ask us, you can ask us here. Uh, you can give us a tweet on our both of our uh, our handles. It's Sean Calvert and uh, Sean at Sean Calvert one, isn't it? Sean, your handle, Twitter. Handle? Yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I tweet you so many times. I tag you in. So I couldn't remember. I should be able to remember that. And mine is at Celia underscore Nigel. And obviously, you can tweet us at the Because We Win handle on Twitter. Make sure you follow that as well. And our Because We Win uh, Instagram page. Uh, keep downloading the podcast, betting weekly game bet match. Uh, the US Open is a fast approaching. We want to be high up the charts. Uh, across the world in America, Canada, Nigeria, very high in Nigeria. You're very popular in Nigeria, Sean. I know that. Oh, and, uh, good to know. Good to know. We can go to Lagos. It would be like Beatlemania if we landed there. We'd be absolutely fine. Might then. be a while before there's a tournament there. Well, you never know. Uh, and uh, you obviously can uh, down subscribe to the YouTube channel, as I said there. It's uh, the Benning Weekly Studios. Lots of new content on there. And what a brilliant week from the soccer handicappers. I mean, unbelievable. Every single one of them in profit. I think we gave 10 picks, eight winners, one push, one loser. So wow. the first week of the soccer season has gone absolutely fantastic here on Because We Win, the home of some of the best sports betting content you will see uh, from any European handicappers here. If you're following this uh, stateside, this is the place you want to be for European sport. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for joining me. I know it's a bit, uh, bit of a long one today, but I uh, appreciate your time. And we'll be back tomorrow looking at some more second round matches. Um, good luck with your bets. And uh, hopefully we catch some tickets on the first round because obviously the rain delay yesterday affected that. So we've got some first round matches today and we've got a pick there on the second round. Sits of Ass and Shelton tomorrow. Good luck with your bets. Take care. Speak to you tomorrow.